0: Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. In this episode, it is the final chapter of the Summer Scouting Series. We're hitting the safety position, giving you our top fives for the position heading into the college football season. A lot of guys to talk about safeties, like linebackers, a lot of different shapes and sizes, a lot of different roles, single high guys, two deep safeties, your box safety, or you're coming down, you're really defending the run. There's a lot to get to, a lot of different talents to sift through, and we'll see how they stack up. I'm Trevor Say, come up with me as always is Connor Rogers let's ring the bell welcome to the opening bell of the nfl stock exchange podcast i'm trevor sikama that is connor rogers joining you for the final time okay not the final time ever that was way too dramatic it's the last episode of summer scouting though this is it it's the safety position if you guys have been rocking with us the whole summer you know what we're gonna do here on the show we're gonna give you our top fives going into the season for this position an interesting one too by the way like I got some of my guys split up into you know the free safeties the strong safeties got a lot of guys that are built in very different ways so it's going to be a great conversation we'll give you our top fives and kind of giving you an overview of this safety class to put summer scouting uh put a bow on summer scouting i should say connor how you feeling
1: my man i'm good dude this is an interesting group because over summer i try to get a baseline with these guys and i group them just as safeties but when i get closer to the draft i try to truly break down right. the strong safeties and free safeties and the nickels and especially the usage and now's a good time i'll say this about this group he's got a lot of zast of these guys right i'll say that i i'm used to seeing it a lot over college football like this dude's a safety but he really just plays linebacker this dude or sure. like he's an overhang kind of guy this dude's a safety but he's a corner uh a slot corner a lot of these guys we're going to talk about today, they are asked to play single high. They are asked to play in the box. They are asked to play at the line of scrimmage. They're asked to cover one-on-one out of the slot. It's right. It's a lot to put on a 19, 20, 21, and 22-year-old's play, especially from a, men- a mental standpoint. So... That is something that uh, has really creeped into the evaluations. What is asked of the safety position in today's game?
0: Yeah, and you you have to be so much more versatile as a safety today, right? Because offenses are doing whatever they can, um, not only in their original alignment, especially with how they use tight ends, but also, you know, you've seen this in the NFL the pre-snap motion, right? I mean, like, you could have the strong side on the right side of the line of scrimmage and have it loaded on the right side, and before the ball is even snapped, like, they're flipping completely. And then, you know, for a lot of these guys, if you're, especially in college, if you're playing, like, field or boundary side and you're used to either having more space or having the sideline to help you, you've got to be able to rotate down or rotate back and things like that. So, I, I agree. I have these, I'm doing summer scouting more detailed than I ever have before um since I'm I've taken over PFF's uh big preseason big board which you guys can go see now I think it's up on the site uh you can see it so you can get a sneak preview of that before we do it on this episode over at pff.com you could also use the updated mock draft simulator but the reason why I'm breaking it up into free safety strong safety and then some labels for these players is because I'm trying to be as detailed as possible because we want to give you guys that in the mock draft simulator as well. But all that to say, I went through this exercise, watched about 14 of these safeties. And there's so many that I'm like, I mean, he's a free safety by traits, but he does both things. You know, you see reps of him coming down, playing strong safety, playing in the box. So it, it, it it's all a versatile thing. And a lot of, I think these guys are, are really versatile by nature in today's league, but it's the traits that I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about some of these guys that, that's really where you could see, OK, he's going to be better when he's coming downhill, when he's in man coverage, when he's against tight ends, or he's going to be better when he's on the back end, all sorts of range, that kinds of good stuff. So I'll let you kick it off, man. Who's your number five guy in this class going into the season?
1: Number five for me, I would say is the guy on this list that I'm the second most excited to watch this year to see what he could do from a growth standpoint, because he's such a young player. And that is Jaden Hicks from Washington State. This is someone who uh, started last year as a redshirt freshman. He obviously he's going into his, his redshirt sophomore year. He's 6'2", listed 6'2". Two. He's 215 pounds. This is a player that, in my opinion, has a really interesting background because when I watched him play, watched his tape and watched him play, he was one of the last guys I watched, which usually means my expectations might not be as high as some of the guys that you watch first. This is generally how these exercises go. I think anybody scouting will tell you they're not going to save Marvin Harrison for their eighth or ninth watch at wide receiver or right. Drake May, things like that. And I was, you know, it's, it's interesting to watch him coming out of Nevada, Jaden Hicks. This is someone that was the 69th ranked safety in his recruiting class. Nice. And... His senior season was canceled due to COVID. So not a massive recruit, a three-star on most recruiting services. Mm-hmm. And he gets there, and and he really carves out a role so quickly. Uh, started 11 games in 2022. He played 267 snaps in the box, 98 in the slot, 317 at free safety. Played some special teams as well. I love his build, but more importantly, and this is something that really matters, I think, when watching this group this year, the build he has also matches his physical mindset and tough guy demeanor of like i'm big i'm fearless i can hang with the big boys down in the box and at the line of scrimmage but i also have enough athleticism as a defensive back to hang in coverage i think that when you watch him play he charges the line of scrimmage hard with very very little fear i think he anticipates against the run he sees the run he understands how to take out the outside run But on the inside run, there was a couple times where I saw guards trying to climb to him, and there was no hesitation. There wasn't the constant "let me duck around this guy." He's pretty adept at slipping blocks, very reliable tackler in my eyes. He only missed five against the run, two thousand twenty-two. I saw an ideal understanding of when to wrap versus when to lay a big hit. Once again, yes, this is a very young player, but somebody that likes to throw his weight around. I thought his overall range against the run was phenomenal. You really Mm -hmm. see him fly around in all kinds of different, uh, against all different kinds of rushing attack, you know, uh, different schemes, different concepts. I think in coverage, he's a guy that's still getting comfortable. I thought everything was better when things were in front of him, using his eyes, using some balance, understanding when to click and close. I saw a couple of times when things got over his head, um you know that he he kind of maybe hesitated or I saw him get beat in the slot for a long play once where he wasn't overall just comfortable transitioning mm-hmm. into that back pedal and and flipping his hips as much so this is far from a perfect player but for a redshirt sophomore a guy going into his redshirt sophomore year holding down the five spot i'll say this trevor I, this is one where i'm i'm kind of betting on the trajectory of the player a little yeah. bit because i saw things that were wildly promising for a redshirt freshman i think he has the mentality of an old school player i think he's also a very smart player and a trustworthy player against the run and I, this is just somebody to me uh that will translate at the next level with that playstyle style in a class that i saw a lot of guys lacking strength physicality ideal tackling run fits i thought this guy checked the boxes at all of those things so
0: i have hicks as my eight my safety eight uh in my rankings but we do see him pretty similarly and i agree with you 100 percent. like he is somebody who i was not really familiar with you know to quote the shack meme i'm sorry I, I apologize i was not familiar with your game that was no that was kind of jaden hicks for the safeties for me i didn't really know anything about him and um with good reason right He redshirted his first year even in a couple of snaps that he was able to play in his first year he he, he struggled and then last year he looked like a really solid player as a yeah. redshirt freshman and i did a little bit more digging on him um because i kind of wanted to get a background for him y- you obviously highlighted a lot of his high school stuff but i also read an article where um you know his coach was talking about went out of his way to talk about how much work hicks put in in the film room and how like he realized very quickly last year not well not last year the year before so as a redshirt freshman he was not going to win like off talent alone. And he even says, I think Hicks even said in the article that first year that he was at Washington state, he questioned whether or not he was even a college football player, like whether he had the talent to be able to play college football. And he's like, okay, if I really want to do this, which he did, I've got to commit to really being a student of the game. And the coaches praised how much effort uh, and how much time and work ethic he put in, to become that. And I think you absolutely see that certainly in run defense. Um, you see it in pre-snap communication. He's just a redshirt freshman. And he's calling all sorts of things oh, out, yeah. whether he's at the second level, whether he's in um, deeper in the secondary. I have him as a strong safety because of his size. You mentioned it, six foot two, 215 pounds. That's in the 86th and 81st percentile for the safety position. But I have him with a versatile, strong safety label. So for strong safeties right now, I have two different labels. You could either be a versatile, strong safety where – I have faith in you still playing on the back end, maybe some single high snaps, but really just i right. got faith in you to be a two deep cover guy, but also really like what you could do coming downhill to defend the run. So um, when you can do both of those things, you get the versatile strong safety label for me, as opposed to just the box strong safety label for me. So he definitely has that versatile label. And uh, he is somebody who I'm really looking forward to seeing what he is able to do in, uh, the last year of the Pac 12, salute, pour one out. Uh, see how much that he could stand out uh, with Washington State because uh I did like him a lot and I liked a lot of I was very encouraged by a lot of the quotes that I read about who he is as a football player. Those are the guys that you always love to kind of gravitate towards. So
1: yeah, brother uh was a two year starter at safety for Hawaii. So I mean, this is this is the family genes, is yeah, playing safety out west. Um, you know, and he the thing is with hicks Jaden hicks is that i mean he played at bishop gorman high school which if you know anything about bishop gorman like it's good football bishop gorman's a great football program, program. So I, i'm just really perplexed that how much of an after the, thought he was throughout the recruiting process and considering how good of a young player he already is you know freshman all america third team i'm seeing by college football news um this guy had accolades last year and I'm with you. I definitely think he's more of a downhill player that mm-hmm. can maybe give you some zone coverage versatility, keep an eye on the flats. You know, like you said, cover two shell. He's athletic enough and long enough. Uh, I don't think he'll be a you know blazing forty at the combine or anything. No, like I don't that, think so either. I think he's a him. little.
0: I think he's a little stiff. You know, like when right. changing direction, which is why I don't want to give him the free safety tab because sometimes you're on the opposite hash and you got to flip the hips and you got to take off. You know, there's a couple of guys that we'll talk about a little higher on this list. I would assume that can that can do that and Hicks, where I do like him going in a straight line if his hips are pointing in the right direction. Um, you don't want him, you don't want him trying to flip the hips all the time, which is. I think that went into why he wasn't really highly recruited because he actually played corner in high school. And so I think a lot of people looked at him as a bigger corner and they went, "Mm, you're not athlete enough to be able to play corner. You don't have the flexibility to play corner. Um, So he's probably a little bit of an afterthought, but this move to safety I think has turned I'm out to be really him. great for him. So um, I do. I, I like him. That's a great shout out. I'm glad they have him at five. So we got to talk about him. I had him at safety eight in this class. Number five for me, I'm going to go with Clemson's Andrew Mabuka or Makuba. Sorry. I was going to um, say, I think he
1: flipped a, a letter. I did. I did.
0: <laughs> I, went f- I went full dyslexic on it. Now, I, I like Makuba, but there is a there's some context that you need to know about him because so, for anybody out there that's got a PFF subscription, if you guys can see like the college grades and, and what he was able to grade out at last year, you'd go, hold on a second. This guy played 14 games last year and had a 50.2 overall grade, 50.7 coverage grade, 51.2 run defense grade. And Trev, You're going to look me directly in the audio eyes listening to this podcast and tell me he's number five on the safety list. Is the safety group that bad? The context here is that last year, if you watched Makuba's tape, you got to understand he played 12 of those 14 games while dealing with multiple injuries most of which were at the same time he dislocated his elbow which you could see early on in the season he's wearing like a full wrap and when you're a safety trying to tackle people in the open field with a dislocated elbow i mean you you've got no confidence in half your body so that's a tough ask and then probably protect
1: the kid i'm sure he wanted to play and that's the
0: thing he really wanted to gut it out and play but that's not dude had a sprained mcl for like half the season so not only did mean, his upper body not working like 40 of his body.
1: body oh my god
0: dude. yeah Bill sweeney's like
1: we can rebuild him you know
0: and it's just like <laughs> he's just letting him
1: they them put him in the off. land that they put the mountain in man I, oh my god i hope i hope i mean oh my goodness
0: he's just got the red eyes He's just zombie
1: <laughs> yeah zombie makuba yeah so zombie
0: makuba last year wasn't great but freshman (laughs) year andrew makuba was really nice because as a true freshman he had he had a 77.1 overall grade a 74.5 coverage grade and an 80.4 run defense grade he also had one interception and three dropped interceptions actually uh as a as a true freshman and 10 forced incompletions so it's a lot of really great i mean The run defense grade—it's a very stable metric when it comes to PFF. If you're a good run defense guy in college, damn good chance that's going to continue because that's going to be a stable part of your game that you can see year in and year out. Especially if you are playing the same position. The same can be said with forcing completions. If you are somebody who makes an impact on the ball, interceptions are tough because you know there's timing, there's a little bit, there's certainly luck involved. Sometimes it's a lot of bouncing here and there. Um, but forced incompletions plays on the ball. That is something that is relatively stable. And he had all of those things. So, um, he actually grew up, uh, was in Zimbabwe, I believe. Well, he was, he was born and initially grew up in Zimbabwe. Um, parents and older siblings were actually refugees from the Democratic Republic of Congo. And he, they, uh, immigrated to Austin, Texas when he was nine years old. So, um, a lot of his early childhood was spent overseas. And then he moved to Austin, Texas. Now he plays obviously for Clemson. And I'm excited to see him this year because I think he has really good free safety ability. I've got him labeled as a free safety because of his athleticism, but also like, I think you could play single high. And anytime you could play single high, that to me is the most valuable role of a safety. If you for are sure. really great yeah. at being a single high player, you change the math of a defense when you don't have to put two safeties deep in coverage to really be able to put a ceiling on what the offense can do deep. You're changing the math in a major way with how many guys you can put in the box, how many guys you bring towards the line of scrimmage, what you're doing with the strong safety next year, if they're playing in a robber role or shower role, whatever it is. So I think Makuba gives you that athleticism. He had really good plays on the ball. Um, I think he's a smart run defender truly he needs some extra strength what is he he was 195 so he's listed at six feet tall 195 which is the height is 34th percentile weight is 11th percentile so i'd love to see him get you know I guess to 200 little five more pounds just give me the 200 i'll i'll be pretty happy with it but it's it's really hard to judge last year's tape and i think for anybody who maybe watched college football um maybe you'd focus in on Clemson, maybe just the ACC overall, or maybe you were just a, a big draft head last year, taking a look at Makuba. Um, you probably noticed that his play was not stellar, but fully healthy now. He is somebody who I really think could be in for a big time year. And I think somebody that we're going to talk about a lot more here in this draft class. So I liked him and I wanted to give him the shout out to five.
1: And it's great context what you broke down of what he was dealing with last year. Right. And it, you, you and I, although different projections started off at number five with projections right you're looking at the talent that makuba has and his flash as a freshman and looking at the injuries he dealt with last year and saying i think this guy is going to build off what was a really good freshman tape and i'm looking at a guy in hicks that you highlighted might have had a slow start his first year he got to the program but then his second year uh and dealing with a position change in college just took off drastically and you and i are projecting both of those players to take significant jumps going into this year. And that's how they end up at safety five for us. Hey, the fifth spot in the rankings you could have some fun with, right? You can totally. it always feel it feels like you can, you know, not swing for the fences, but Definitely do a little bit more projecting. So you, you, get
0: to, you get to you get to put a little stamp on your guys. You know, r- yeah, that's what it feels like.
1: hundred percent, one hundred percent. So number oh, four. Now for we me, got. Now we got
0: to talk about the good players, though. Can not talk about the guys like? Now we got to talk, we about, gotta talk about the the good players.
1: Now we need to talk about the players that everybody's probably read about in every generic, you know, summer draft article or whatever it is. I mean, we're already starting there. Number four on my list, and maybe this will surprise some people because I know he, he's gotten you know a lot of hype understandably for the brawl production he had last year and the program he plays for is kalen bullock the safety out of usc who mm-hmm. is six foot three 180 pounds and yeah that's a that's an interesting build right i mean 63 180 is what you might expect for a wide receiver um even a, a really light and long corner he's a six foot three 180 pound safety you had him at 180 that's I had what i have one- I am at 190. Okay. Did he gain That did, would oh, be Hold on, let me look. That would be uh a big positive for me if he's 190 this year. So USC has him listed at 190. Okay. That would shock me. I don't uh, believe <laughs> what you want to believe. Yeah. The truth is
0: out there. I don't know. Yeah. I so I I put him at 190, but even 190 is the third percentile and okay for safeties so right you're you're uh, barely you're barely scratching the surface of like okay you have the weight to play safety if he's 190 if he's 180 which I'll, i'm sure you'll talk about here in yeah
1: <laughs> so he graduated high school early, uh, early and enrolled in usc in spring of 2021 made starts at free safety nickel and corner as a true freshman and Um he started so he started all of 2022, which was last year at safety. And he led the team with five interceptions. A lot of ball production for this guy. The good with Bullock, tall and long with strides that eat up a lot of turf quickly. He's got range for days on the back end and can handle single high coverage responsibilities. As Trevor was pointing out, the the last breakdown, you know, it's all about math, having a guy that can play single high. Just helps you in a lot of different ways. I put true center fielder style. uh, Anticipates throws and drives on them to make plays on the ball. Quick trigger to get downhill against screens. Looks for six after securing interceptions. Averaged over 34 yards per interception return. He had 172 interception return yards on five total INTs. I believe only one of the five he was tackled after catching the ball immediately. The rest he had at least 10 yards. 10 yards. One was over 90. I think one was over 50. And all that sounds amazing, right? I mean, this is a guy with legitimate coverage skills, legitimate athleticism, range, length, ball skills. The cons right now are, are the difference of him being the top safety and not in the top three. Yeah. Vision and overall run support is not NFL caliber right now. It's not. It is a it's I would call it a liability. Uh wiped out of plays consistently by tight ends getting hands up on him often lunges low as a tackler rather than cleanly wrapping up. And and you can go low and wrap. I actually think Hicks did that a lot. The guy a I just lot. talked about yes. at five. Yes. You can go low and still wrap with grip strength and ankle wrapping. And the difference with Bullock is it's lunging. It's it's like one motion lunge too low where he, it's a lot of full misses like full whiffs uh failed as the last line of defense against utah's ground game and i think it was both games i mean you just watch him against utah and they were like okay how do we get our back to the second level of, against this kid the utah and game is bad The utah game's bad it's in, really bad in run, in run defense they
0: well i don't even know if it was run defense it might have been yards after the catch opportunities i think too. it was like, both they went they went after him and were like your tackling is going to be the difference between whether or not
1: we score or not. And way too right. often they scored. One hundred percent. It's yeah. eye opening. Uh, he had a so I watched the four touchdowns that PFF credited him with surrendering in two thousand twenty-two, and he absolutely had a hand in surrendering all of them. I'm not saying it's like him on an island just getting toasted every time, mm-hmm. but he certainly, I thought, had fair responsibility on them. He he's really a feaster famine safety right now. And I, there was a lot of bad plays with this safety class. Like, there's a lot of guys that are not in my top five that are probably going to be viewed as, you know, or well-liked in the industry. And I saw a lot of bad plays from them. The highlight reel, if you go on YouTube and search blah, 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 highlights, you probably love the dude. But on a down-by-down basis, a lot of bad. And Bullock is almost... Let me look at my rankings. No, not almost. He is the pinnacle example of highlights and bad plays. Mm. And he's the only guy in my top five. You could notice with the players I gravitate towards. I didn't see this with Hicks. I didn't see this with my top three guys that don't make a lot of mistakes. Mm. He's the one guy in my top five that made a lot of mistakes. But to be fair to him. He possesses some ability that just not a lot of safety prospects are going to possess with his ability to be a center fielder with insane range, long strides, ball skills and ball skills once he secures the interception. So. The good thing is about summer, I could sit here and say, I don't know what to do with this kid right now as a prospect, because 2023 is going to dictate that 100 percent if he doesn't grow as a player against the run. He he can't play safety in, in the NFL, in my opinion, like that. I know it's harsh. It's really harsh, but it's very important to, you know, contextualize these things on the podcast. But if he becomes a mediocre run defender while keeping up that coverage ability and gets stronger and bigger, because he's a young player. Let's be fair to him. He could be a he could be taken in the top 75. Like that's the difference we're talking about here. And that's really, really drastic. So I'm rooting for him because I'm the exciting high-end plays. Make him a really, really fun player, but you got to clean up the baseline against the run and being the last line of defense.
0: I mean, I'll uh, I'll, I'll go, I'll go further than you even. You know, you saying that you were saying that if he cleans up run defense, he could be, he could go to seventy-five. Is that what Top you said? Top seventy-five, yeah. Dude, I think, it, I mean, if he cleans up run defense, I mean, he's going in the first round.
1: I, I mean, said if he was mediocre, if he becomes a mediocre. Sure. Okay. I see what defender. you're saying, If he like, becomes an average to good, yeah, he's he's going in the top 40 I mean, picks.
0: Malik Hooker went 15. Malik right. Hooker's Malik Hooker is one of my favorite prospects I've ever watched because Malik at Ohio State had insane range. Bullock reminds the highs of Bullock remind me very much of Malik Hooker. There sure. is no player in the country that I am going to watch more with an NFL draft eye than Kalen Bullock. Because I agree with you completely. If he puts out the same lack of effectiveness, I almost said effectiveness, but honestly, it's lack of effectiveness in the run game and in tackling, he will probably end up being like a third round pick just because you can't pass on the range ability that he has for so long. But if he gets better in that area, he's going in the first round. I have him as safety too. So we could talk about it because I've got him in the top five. I have him as safety two because, one, I am an absolute sucker for somebody who truly brings you single high ability. And this guy brings you single high ability about as good as you could possibly ask. The hips are so fluid. The When he puts his foot in the ground, he is immediately going top speed. And his top speed is fantastic. There is a rep. Oh, I cannot remember what school it was against. He's on the opposite hash, and he sees it. He sees that the slot receiver from the opposite side of the formation is running a corner route, and he puts his foot in the ground. He flips his hips. From the opposite hash, he takes off, and he gets the interception because he beats the wide receiver to where the ball is going. That is the stuff that you simply cannot teach. That is the stuff that, honestly, even if he is as bad of a run defender as he was last year, I think he's I think the third round is his floor because some team in the NFL is going to, like you mentioned, take a guy that has the potential to change the math. Anytime you have that type of player, whether it's a linebacker like Fred Warner, who could sit in the middle by himself and allow you you to use a maybe a third linebacker elsewhere, be in dime more, be whatever, or it's a single high safety that allows you to put a strong safety somewhere else. Maybe it's an outside lockdown, man coverage, single coverage corner that allows you to just take away the best receiver on the field no matter what. The guys that change the math for you are the ones that are going to get drafted
1: high. And to me, that is Bullock. But I'll counter and say, on the flip side, Trev, not to cut you off, he also changes the math in a negative way. If I I sent... 12 personnel out there and get a tight end on this kid. And I can get my back on outside zone to the second level. It's daylight. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's such an
0: odd. It's an odd game. That's why there is not a player in this class that I will watch more attentively this upcoming season than Kalen Bowen. Cause I think the range and what he could be for this class or for an NFL team is huge. My little spark notes version on him that I wrote up. Bullock brings so much potential as a game-changing single high safety. He has the movement skills of a cornerback who can flip his hips, change direction, and open up for great long speed like the best of them that you will see as a safety position. He also has great instincts for zone coverage and the ball skills to match. He's a little too careful right now because he's a little too far back because he trusts his athleticism, so he's not making plays towards the line of scrimmage, but that goes into his bad run defense grade. Above all... He must gain weight and strength, or he will not be able to succeed in the NFL. You, uh, it, this is—I love this prospect because it's just—it's the most—it's just the most polarizing scouting report that you could possibly have. And um, yep, he's gonna be a lot of fun. If you guys haven't watched Kalen Bullock yet, you can just go watch the highlights. Like you can go on YouTube and, like Connor said, go watch the highlights. Get excited about this guy. And then when USC games are on this year, when you get to catch USC games, watch him. See the rest of it. See the snap by snap stuff. Focus in on him. But uh yeah, I I have him, I have him at number two because of the potential of what he could be. But yeah. So who'd you have at four? So I have I have Rod Moore from Michigan at number four. Is he in your that's, top five?
1: That's amazing because I have him at three.
0: Okay. So I assume the rest of the way we're gonna be stride for stride then in this conversation.
1: I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You dog okay close uh, close
1: but no cigar rod moore if
0: you don't have kenji's at one i swear to god fight. <laughs> uh, all right so rod moore rod moore from michigan i'll um, quit the boss June. You know, 1 <laughs> no i could never do that
1: yeah, never so
0: he's all right rod moore from michigan six foot tall 198 pounds that's what, that's what. Makuba, take notes get the 198 get yeah out. do what rob moore's doing PB&J, so today protein right, it hit some creatine so yep. uh, 34th percentile, 18th percentile. It's not much better than Makuba, but it is a little bit bigger. I Man, Moore is awesome. I mean, his his it overall awesome. grades are just as steady as they come. 83.8 overall grade, 81.6 coverage grade, 84.2 run defense grade. He had four interceptions. He had four forced incompletions. Really great production on the ball. Played 401 snaps of free safety, 154 in the box. 164 in the slot so this is a free safety player with free safety athleticism yep who has that versatility to him that can do a lot of different things um i th- the number one thing that i have on him because you still got to be able to defend the run as a safety first talking point that i have on his strength lower weight but that doesn't stop him from sticking his nose in there against guys that are much bigger than him and i love to see that right because a lot of times as a safety you can you can come downhill and you can gang tackle some guys, or you could just get in guys' way. It doesn't always have to be solo tackles, right? There's a good chance that a lot of these safety players are probably going to be floating around 200, 205 pounds anyways. So you're going to be going up against receivers that are sometimes way bigger than you, sometimes it's tight ends, sometimes it's running backs. So you just got to see that willingness to want to go get them, and you definitely see that from more. Um, he's got adequate range, good change of direction ability. I think he's got great middle-of-the-field instincts. That's where I liked him the most. When he was in a two-deep safety shell where he'd rotate, you know, okay, I'm, I'm playing more deep on this snap. I'm playing a little bit more of a robber role on another. When he was able to really roam the middle of the field as a true robber at the intermediate level, I thought he had great instincts and great recognition on those, uh, on, on like post routes, dig routes, things that were coming over the middle, whatever it was. He was, to me, a big-time presence over the middle of the field he didn't pack a big punch at contact, and you kind of would expect that for a guy who's 198, but that might be something that he could work on, especially getting into the NFL level, getting into his body a little bit more, having more strength that way. So really solid football player, really versatile football player. I think he could use him in a lot of different areas, and I just think that he's got a great a great nose for impacting the middle of the field, whether it's in run defense or uh, or in coverage. So I like him more quite a bit.
1: And we see him eye to eye. I'm with you, He's a sound football player, Um, not the biggest guy, you know, obviously somebody that we'd like to gain a little bit more weight, not the most hyped up kind of guy, but so responsible. I mean, 13 starts last year as a true sophomore, four picks, seven PBUs, ironically from Ohio, and ends up at Michigan. Damn. Um, Like you said, Trevor, he handled a lot of single high responsibilities. I saw him sink his hips cleanly to break on middle of the field throws. Mm Mm-hmm. I think he understands how the defense is trying to attack the secondary in regards to route combinations, and that was the number one thing I saw these young DBs struggle with: is how to pass off, how to pick up certain areas of zone, um, how to understand what the route combination was trying to do them to create space, and when you have clo- plus closing speed like Rod Moore does and you also have the IQ to understand what the route combinations are in front of you, you're going to make a lot of plays on the ball. They're not fluky plays. Like he's not finding tip passes for interceptions all the time. He's not sinking, you know, capitalizing five of his PBUs to be against the worst team they played that year. I saw a really consistent high end play. I saw it against Ohio state. We know how good those wide receivers are. Yep. So yeah, I, Rod Moore is like the steady Eddie of the group. Right, that's kind of yeah. how I looked at it. It's like, yeah, I'll take him on my team. I'm excited but, to have him on my but team. I,
0: but I also like I didn't want to just because I, I I feel you 100. percent But I didn't even want to write that in my little summary of him because he's he's a little bit more of an athlete than that. You know, he's that's he's, true.
1: He's very quick. Very you know, quick. When
0: you, when you say not like you in particular, generalizing here, like when a lot of people go like, oh, he's just a steady football player. A lot of people would naturally go, oh, okay, so he's not a great athlete. Like he's just somebody who's like. Right place all the time, true. won't be out of position, things like that. Rob Moore is right place, rarely out of position, but he's more too. He he has really good instincts, and like you mentioned, he's got really good athleticism too, good flexibility. He's got some decent athleticism too. Still himself.
1: really young, Sure junior, right? Yeah. So, all right. So I had more at three. Three. You had more at four. So who do you have at three? So, um. because I know you had you had Bullock at two, right? Yes. Okay, uh, so I know who you have at 3.
0: I've Tyler Newman at 3. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have Tyler Newman at 1? I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. We're going to fight. <laughs> uh no, we're not. Tyler <laughs> Newman, redshirt senior from Minnesota. Not going to lie go, to you folks. When I see redshirt senior, yeah, it's and I see a secondary player, I go, "All right, feels like an ankle weight, doesn't it?" You're probably going to be a slow coach's pet, team leader, just all grit, you know, will defend the run. Yep. But if he's got to open up. He's going to be bad. No, it's not Tyler Newman. He's no, not. sir. No, sir. Six foot one and a half, 208 pounds. So that's the 78th percentile and 56th percentile for the position. I have him labeled as a free safety, but a like a two deep free safety because sure I don't want him playing single high very much, but I'm certainly okay with this dude playing too deep. I mean, he really knows how to cover half the field. He's got great instincts for where the ball is going. Um, I think so. He's, he's somebody who, who was a lot of fun, four-star cornerback recruit. I saw this coming out of the state of Illinois. Um, His brother, Jordan, uh, also plays defensive back for the Gophers. His father, Rodney, played college football at Eastern Michigan, so football family here. Played cornerback, wide receiver, and wildcat quarterback in high school. So uh, over PFF grades. Overall grade 76.4, coverage grade 72.6, run defense grade 83.4. He had four interceptions, and he had another one that was dropped that he could have had, I felt like. Uh, Four forced incompletions as well. The number one thing that I have in his scouting report, the very first bullet point that I have, a highly competitive football player. In fact, the first sentence that I have in his summary is Tyler Newman wants to make the play, whether that's a tackle an interception, a PBU, he wants to make it. And I think that that passion mentality for playing the safety position as a player on the back end that can see the entire field is truly something that a defense gravitates towards. You know, you hear... I've heard players talk about like Darrell Revis or Richard Sherman or these corners that you ask the other defensive players, they go, what's it like playing with like a shutdown corner? And they go, oh, you wouldn't believe it. We don't even have to think about that side of the field. The other players just got it. And the confidence that it breeds to the rest of the team is palpable. It's contagious. And for sure for Tyler Newman to be that type of a competitive player to for the line for the defensive line for the linebackers for the corners to know that they got this dude behind them i can only think is a major motivating factor for the rest of the events playing really really well i think he anticipates really well as a redshirt senior he's seen a lot of ball He's a little bit limited athletically, but it's not, like, it's not terrible. Again, I, I, I'm fully confident in this dude playing in a two-high system. So, even though he's not going to be this major difference-making single high guy, I'm totally cool with him playing as a versatile uh, free safety guy who you're, you're playing in the back end of coverage because he sees things and he anticipates things really, really well. So, um, Tyler New, Newbin, uh one of my favorite watches, no doubt about it, a pleasant surprise as a redshirt senior Um here in this uh here in this summer scouting exercise so um i liked him a lot i got him a safety three but clearly you liked him even more with having him a safety one
1: yeah he was safety one for me i mean this is someone i'll, I'll flat out tell you there is another guy that we're going to get to who has the highest ceiling of any safety in this class in my opinion although bullock is we talked about his the ends of his spectrum and it's sure. like, but still i i still think the other safety that's safety two for me has the highest ceiling but newbin Probably should be in the NFL right now, to be honest with you, as we sit here. There's
0: him and Josh Newton, man.
1: Yeah. I, From I don't. TCU,
0: like, what if, right. how, did, how did this happen?
1: And, and that, um, Newton is even more surprising because he's a sixth year player. So, dude, Nubin, I, have, I think I have Newton's a, a fifth.
0: I think to give a sneak peek at my big board, I've got Newton as, the as a top 25 player right
1: he's a, he's a 60 year he's a sixth year college corner come on my guy what are we doing Look, you're getting bad that's advice un, i feel like that's unheard of yeah so anyway Nupin. and then newton who i thought had the highest floor coming into this season as the, as the safety prospects he just like you said trev he does so many things right mm-hmm. at a prof at a pro level right now i mean Listen, I wrote down excellent backpedal and eyes to watch and react to the quarterback and zone coverage. His catch radius is is my opinion on a wide receiver level. Some of the interceptions he had, excellent catch radius to, yeah, to grab the ball. Really good ball skills. Experienced and comfortable playing a variety of roles. You Do see him ro- th- rotate. I, yeah, go ahead. I just want to say, I
0: feel like this safety class overall, way better ball skills than yes. I remember Like groups of the past having. Like If, if you take Makuba's freshman year, and all those forcing completions and potential interceptions that he had, Rob Moore, Cameron Kitchens, um, Kalen Bullock, what he could do as a single high dude, right. Tyler Newbin, like these safeties, they got ball production, man. This is a, this is a really yeah.
1: fun group. You you talked about this like they rotate their safeties like crazy, Minnesota, and he you see him rotate down into the box, you see him play over the top. My favorite thing about this dude's game that I didn't see anybody else do like him in this class, his ability to go. And I know you said maybe not a single high guy, but a really, you know, too high kind of guy ability in that his ability to go to the sideline, sideline to sideline to wipe out wide receivers, trying to get vertical. But from a legal standpoint, not a targeting standpoint, like a clean shoulder wipe you out to the sideline hit it's a beautiful thing to watch with this guy's game. I saw yeah. him do it multiple times, a uh, quick trigger in the run game, violent striker. I wrote to some uh, overall instinctual instinctual, well-rounded safety with plus size and a high floor. I, I love this dude. I thought he was awesome. I'm really surprised. He wasn't in the draft last year after watching him this summer. And I I'm rooting for him this year to have a healthy year because he'll be a uh, He'll be a top 75 pick very, very easily, very, very easily once he gets the draft. I don't care if he doesn't run sub four or 5 like He doesn't need to be this athletic freak. He's got good size. He's got instincts. Instincts make up for average athleticism. And it'll bring us, though. I want to make sure we didn't jump one for you, right? You had Newman at three. Yeah, you had Bullock at two.
0: I did. Yeah. No, I was just going to say before we.
1: Yeah. Actually,
0: we got to, you know, we got to, we got to say a word from our friends
1: over at DraftKings. Literally before our lights go out behind us, we have to do this. I'm sorry. The mics will cut off the electric power, the power company will turn it off. We we literally have to do this before talking about a fun player. My family is starving. Um, Please do not press the 30 second button.
0: (laughs) Newbin had the second highest film grade of any safety that I watched. So I have him at three and I have Bullock higher than him, but. That is simply because of what Bullock could be. Newbin right now off of film had the second highest grade um, outside of the guy that we're going to talk about in a second after I give you a word from our friends over at DraftKings. This season, DraftKings has launched the largest best ball tournament in DraftKings history. Right now, you can enter into DraftKings best ball tournament for a shot at over $10 million dollars. And cold hard cash guaranteed prizes. Make your entry into the draft today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the NFL season without having to worry about managing your roster, waiver wires, or anything like that. To start playing best ball, download the DraftKings app and use the promo code PFF when you sign up. Enter DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest and snake draft your team for the entire season. Each week, you will automatically rack up points from your top scores. No ads, drops, trades, or I should have played this guy instead. None of that. Teams with the most points at the end of the season will have a shot to take only the $1 million top prize. So if you think you're great at drafting at the beginning of the year, this is for you. What are you guys waiting for? Head over to DraftKings app. Sign up using the promo code PFF. Start playing best ball today. Join the DraftKings $10 million best ball tournament only on DraftKings with promo code PFF. Gambling problem? Call Win 100 Gambler. Agent eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. So before we do mention the guy who I have at number one, the guy who you have at number two, full disclosure to everybody at home, I would have Cooper DeGene as like safety two or safety three if he switches
1: positions. No doubt, dude.
0: Like if you, because if you look at Cooper DeGene, which is the corner from Iowa who we talked about on last week's show, he's six foot one, 207 pounds. And those numbers are 90th percentile for corner they're 60th percentile and 51st percentile for safety so like this guy's above the 50th percentile already like as a guy playing corner for the safety position so he's good enough of a ball player where i would have had him as safety two or safety three in this class um but you know i wanted to name five safeties actually so that brings us to our last guy cameron kitchens from miami oh man this guy's fun yeah jr six feet tall 205 pounds so built very well although i was kind of surprised that both those numbers are below the 50th percentile 34th percentile and um 205 is the 43rd percentile but Mm. shoot man you watch this guy play you don't have any worries about no no about the size you really don't so funny enough there's another safety from miami who is in this class james williams who was a five star like he was the Crown jewel, I believe, yes. of their class two years yes. ago. I mean, he was the guy. Where was he? He was oh, I think I have this. Uh James Williams. By the way, people, James Williams is a safety, six foot five, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Yeah, he's it's like
1: got Cam Chancellor, like looks like college Cam Chancellor. He's defensive end playing single high. It's stupid. <laughs> Bananas. Um, James Williams was the five star safety,
0: rated as the number one safety in the country, number four player in the state of Florida at the time. So huge recruit. They get him. They're going wild in Coral Gables. They're going crazy. They're thinking they got this incredible safety. And, you know, a little bit lower on the recruiting rankings, they signed this guy named Cameron Kinchins, a three star safety from Miami himself. Dude, he was Um, like the 16th guy in their recruiting class that year. Dude, he, and it's like, whatever,
1: maybe he'll cover kicks.
0: This dude's and fucking awesome. It is. It's just so funny how things work out from recruiting rankings. Last year, as just a true sophomore, remember people, 90 overall grade, 90.7 coverage grade, 71.3 run defense grade, six interceptions, I believe three in one game, three forced incompletions, 418 snaps at free safety, 179 in the box, and then 118 in the slot. This dude does it all, I think. Uh, he brings top-notch free safety ability to all the deep parts of the field, whether he's the the lone deep man or whether it's a a two deep safety shell. The range is very nice, um, thanks to a really good pairing of great long speed and acceleration. When he sees it, the hips can flip. He puts his foot in the ground and he is going. Also, phenomenal ball skills, as you would expect from a guy who has six interceptions. But it's not just like the six interceptions. You go watch the interceptions. He is leaping. He is diving. He is full extension. It's really great hand-eye coordination. He has a knack for going up to get these takeaways. It is not just right place one time with him. I think he's got more room in the tank to even be an enforcer over the middle. Like, He's fantastic in coverage right now, but I think in those split safety responsibilities where he's maybe the robber, he's coming down a little bit more, he's monitoring the middle of the field. There's times when tight ends are coming over the middle where he'll wrap up, he'll go in and tackle. Obviously, he'll put a shoulder into you, but I think he could be be an enforcer too. I think this guy's got the size, he's got the strength, he's got that athleticism to him. So um, he He just lacks that intensity when it comes to tackling, and I think that that's still there within him. Like we said, he's a true sophomore. So that could all still be coming for him more confidence going into his junior year. Maybe we do get that, but the rest of it, man, it is there. He he plays too high safety responsibilities. He'll play robber safety responsibilities. He can match up against tight ends. He can be a single high player for you with impressive range for as much size as he has. So he's um, he can do it all, man. I think he's a Jack of all trades, kind of a safety prospect again, another one of my favorites in this class I feel like it's been a while since we've had a safety class that was this exciting and Kenshin's being at the very right. top of it well close to the very top If you're Connor Rogers is uh is, is one that that makes it a really fun one to uh to get excited about corner of the year
1: it is it's got high-end talent um it's got huge projections like I look at my top five and I tear it like this I would put Bullock and Hicks at Hicks and Bullock, five and four together. Rod Moore, my safety three, in his own tier. And then Kitchens and Newbin in tier one. And, you know, I'm sure some people are wondering, well, why isn't Kitchens safety one if you love him? I think that there are still things to clean up in his game. I do. I think that... um the he missed some tackles he missed seven against the run 2022 due to bad angles Mm -hmm. he'll gamble for the big play on throws he reads i saw him get burned a couple times by just peeking underneath and somebody will fly over the top of him it's just yep it just happens i mean he's a young player and if he if he eliminates some of the bad plays going back to that whole theme the good is just incredible like you said trevor he's explosive lower half he's got a muscular build he's fearless going into the box he's so good at slipping blockers and He's great against screens and quick throws. So much of the college game is quick throws and screens, and he is an eraser of that. He covers a lot of ground on the back end. The diving interception, I don't care that it's against Bethune-Cookman, right? It The range and tracking on that play was pure athleticism. Mm-hmm. was really high-end athleticism. Uh, zero fear of the big collision. Plant and drive on underneath throws was plus. Yeah, you know, he's just he's a really good player. He's a really good player that could be a first round safety. And he's not the longest guy in the world, but he has really good mass on the frame he has. Carries it well. He'll only even get stronger. He's listen, if people have him safety one. I'm not going to bark at them. I'll say that right now because a baby leap or two and this year and he's going to lock himself into the first round.
0: Yeah, I think what's so encouraging for Kinchins is you saw we've seen everything already like it's just a matter of being more consistent with it right like I have in my notes okay there are a couple of times where I noticed that he was reacting instead of anticipating but then I can pull plenty of other plays where he clearly was anticipating instead of reacting and he was able to see things before they were able to unfold so it's like okay just a little bit more consistency in that area Um, the, like we know the run defense, he's got really nice run defense snaps, but then there's other times where he takes, okay, he takes some bad angles. Um, but there's other times where he's coming downhill, he's wrapping up hard he's getting you at the line of scrimmage. I think the middle of the field stuff is also a great note by you because there, I did note, this is an area of concern. Sometimes he'll take the bait for a middle of the field route. When there's something that's about to come over the top on him um, from another zone, normally when a guy's crossing over into zones and and he's not paying attention to it, so we've seen really good reps in zone defense from him, but other times he's a little bit over aggressive. So it's just fun to think about the possibilities of what is this guy if he really puts it all together and becomes a fully consistent safety. Because I think the rest of the talent is there athletically, strength wise, height, weight, um, IQ, how he processes things, all of that is there for him. He just needs to be more consistent, which is totally, totally understandable for a true sophomore going into his true right.
1: And that that goes into the evaluation for sure. You got to be fair in these, and a dude at that age. I mean, I this is probably a good time to talk about his teammate too, right? Because people yeah. probably. I'm picturing people listening to the pod and going, well, you said he had a teammate that's a five star. He's built like Cam <laughs> Chancellor. He's like, well, he's an alien. Why was not he in your top five? You idiot. Right. So, <laughs> I think it's a good time to talk about James Williams a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Open it up. Go ahead. All right. So let me pull up my notes on him. I think he's somebody that it just feels like he needs time, right? The things I wrote down about him that he needs to work on. I'll say this for size. I thought he didn't strike with a lot of force. It was a lot of reaching tackle attempts rather than like mm. I'm like, dude, you are six four, maybe two twenty. Like throw that weight around like your teammate does, who's probably given up five inches and twenty pounds. The, the weird to thing is, is, that he just didn't line up guys as well as no.
0: Lot of like, is, is he? He's always reaching. Uh, it, it's, it's as if he was like taking off for the tackle before he needed to a hundred percent yes like a step before he needed to and he's six foot five so obviously yeah. the length he'll get there he'll wrap you up because you got a massive wingspan and a massive frame but it's almost like i'd rather you take that extra ex- that extra next step and put your freaking shoulder into him like just, right. just absolutely bury the guy and i think that he can he just uh I don't know. It was like he was yeah diving at some of those tackles.
1: He had a really tough time in the red zone. He just, he would lose sight of his assignment all the time. And, and teams has got a couple, couple touchdowns against him because of that. He, he, he peaks in the backfield for a, a, about a second or two too long. And yep. that's a difference between a long completion and no completion in the NFL. So yep. those things are mental aspects of the game for a dude. That was a five-star freak. That's going into his junior year. I, I think James Williams plays himself into the top 100 this year with the talent that he has. He he just needs time to grow and he might need another year after this year. He might not be ready after this year. And I think to be fair also, Trevor, it, you know, what probably weighed into this a little bit watching Kitchens in the same defense. This dude is just like out of his mind. Good. Right. So you're then you're watching Williams and you're just left wanting more with a guy with more physical tools. So I think that played into it, and and I, I hope he has a big growth year because it's all there for him.
0: Yeah, and and he is somebody who I wrote down. His he he's playing more off of physicality than feel, and I think that that's the yes, thing that I want to see 100%. more from him. Is I I want more just feel from him in zone coverage. So I'm glad that you mentioned him. Um, uh, who's somebody else who we want to bring up outside of the top five?
1: I watched another big safety that wasn't in my top five. Okay, but I just like when I saw six three two twenty five. I like to look for guys like that to see if they can convert to being a a flex linebacker at the next level. Mm-hmm. You know, a recent example for me getting to see a lot of it over a long year stretch. I remember evaluating Jamie and Sherwood safety out of Auburn and when Robert solid drafted him he just converted him to linebacker and Sherwood's going to start this year he had two years to fully develop while watching guys like Quan Alexander and guys like that so I, I try to look for some of those guys because that happens a lot in today's NFL and mm. one guy I watch he, he's got a, a little bit of a ways to go but Jalen Carley's from Missouri he's a senior he's 6'3 225 um massive build for the position a big body that can really bang around in the box like i watched him take on tight ends and really unfazed by it forceful hands into the chest of blockers long strides to get sideline to sideline i think he doesn't come to balance extreme you know extremely efficiently right now misses some tacklers not much route anticipation and all of those things i just said good and bad kind of equate to a guy that might be an nfl linebacker instead
0: I think the position change is always, it's it's always something that you got to think about with safeties because that's just, the game is going to that. It's getting smaller. It's getting smaller in a lot of ways. There's no doubt. But faster. Uh, yeah. Uh, Lathan Ransom from Ohio State. We didn't mention him. And I think that some people are going to have him, you know, hovering around their yeah. top fives for this. We,
1: we both watched him.
0: I, uh, this is, so anybody that follows me on Twitter, the guy that I immediately wrote down in the strength category said elite crop top aesthetic. That was, uh, that was Lathan Ransom. So (laughs) that was, that was the very first thing that I noticed for him. He's wearing number 12. He's wearing a bunch of different arm bands and he's, uh, tucking the Jersey in like an old school safety. So I kind of, um, I definitely love that. He is somebody I, I, I also would say possesses good ability, but it's not consistent right now like mm. when he sees something confidently, I love the play man. I love the confidence that he's just putting the foot in the ground going exactly where it needs to be he's coming fast he's being as physical as he possibly can be but he's either over aggressive too often or just or or doesn't anticipate things the way that it needs to and then all of a sudden he's taking a bad angle of the ball whether it's in run defense or whether it's in pass coverage so it's just, he just needs more feel for the game when you are yep. a safety, playing in space and truly calculating how long it's like it's basically like a super fast game of geometry because you've got to understand angles of how you're getting to the ball or the ball carrier and you know normally you don't have to run through people it's just a matter of am i taking the right angle given how fast i can run versus how fast they are running or how fast the ball is getting there and with robinson he just I, I don't think he was consistent enough in that geometry yet, and and that's something that there's too many inconsistencies on his tape for a player who has as well-rounded of ability as he has for me to put in the top five because it's just not there for him yet. The other guys that I've listed in my top five are more consistent, so good athletic potential. Um, he just needs to get that. He just needs to get more feel.
1: I'm with you on that. I think if you want to look for the things he needs to clean, if you're somebody that really likes him and you're going, well, I'm surprised Connor and Trevor didn't have him in their top five. I I would start with the college football playoff, especially the Georgia game. I think you'll, I mean, uh, duh, the Georgia game um, to get a real feel. But I was also thinking of the, the Michigan game as well. Like some of the things he really struggles with play strength. He needs to add play strength. And you know, it's just like you, you said it too, understanding zoning of the field and angles and everything like that so uh, but definitely a guy that'll be you know on this radar without a doubt uh I'm trying the, to look through who else
0: uh the uh, oh, true ahead. pod favorite jalen Catalan.
1: oh jalen catalan of course i mean un- i mean there's nobody will brew
0: harder for right there's no change i mean actually there is change it's just for the worst unfortunately so Jalen Catalan, wonderful safety prospect. I'm out here this offseason watching the 2020 old Miss game for like the third year in a row. And uh, I Seriously. wish I wasn't because I wish that he was in the NFL and I wish that things would have gone differently for him. Here is his timeline. He tore his ACL in high school in 2018. And then... 2020. So he goes to Arkansas. Red shirt's his first season after that, after after the torn ACL. So he was recovering from that and he was, you know, getting used to college football and all that kinds of good stuff. So they're making sure he was good. Redshirt freshman season was that 2020 year. He was an SEC first teamer. Uh, he was an All American across the country, 99 total tackles, three interceptions, four. Uh, Forcing completions. I mean, he was a monster. He was an incredible, versatile safety who could play free safety for you. He could play strong safety. He was extremely impactful back in 2020. Played in just seven games in 2021 before suffering a season-ending shoulder injury. In 2022, he played just one game where he injured his shoulder again. I don't know if it's the same shoulder because it's all the reports are really lacking details on that. But Welcome to
1: College Injuries.
0: You're right. Do you want to be a
1: draft analyst? Get ready to sort through 89 articles on one player to find out if a torn rotator cuff was the same one from the two years before. Since 2020,
0: he has played in seven and a half games. And within those seven games, he also suffered a broken hand, so was playing with a broken hand for some of it. This dude, since 2018, so we're talking about five years now, he has had season-ending ACL surgery. He has broken his hand. He has had season-ending shoulder surgery once, and then season-ending sh- shoulder surgery again, which needed reconstructive surgery. When you have shoulder... Um, if there's so many tongue twisters, I'm going to jump off a
1: bridge. You got it.
0: When you have... When you are a safety, and you have shoulder surgery... Boom it's not good cuz you no. need to tackle your job is to put your shoulder in the gut of some ball carrier and you need to do that a lot so when you're already beat up in that area i don't know if it was the same shoulder he hurt but i honestly connor i don't e- i don't even know what's better i don't even know what would be better at this point at, at this point i kind of think that injuring the same shoulder might be better So the way that one? they talked the way that they talked about it the second time was that he had to have reconstructive surgery uh, yeah. so like maybe they didn't do a full surgery or maybe they didn't do it right the first time so because that actually happened dude i remember this and this is wild gerald mccoy when he was with the bucks he had i think torn biceps and he had them repaired but then he like had them repaired like raw and then mm. he tore them again. And it wasn't until he got another surgery where they went, oh, they didn't do your surgery uh, right. Can I not do your surgery right? I'm not going to pretend to sit here and be a doctor, but like repair the dude, bicep. Dude, it happens a lot. It like <laughs> happens what a saying? lot. So, it's scary. So I, I don't even know what would be better for Catalan at this point. I, I think maybe it being on the same shoulder and us being able to tell ourselves that the, the surgery that he just went underwent, was the one that he needed all along. Because now he's not at Arkansas anymore. Now he's at Texas, which, holy cow, Texas is loaded, right? And he's been
1: killing it in their fall camp from everything I keep up with out there.
0: Killing Quinn it. Ewers, right? Quinn Ewers, Jatavian Sanders, uh, A.D. Mitchell. All the wide receivers. Xavier, Xavier Worthy, um, Isaiah Naylor, uh, Jordan Whittington. Jordan Whittington's great. Jalen Catalan, Tavondre Sweat uh Jalen Ford like Texas is loaded with with guys to watch for this upcoming draft class and Jalen Catalan's absolutely one of them uh, I hope he plays a fully healthy season because if he does I'm gonna shoot him so far up these safety rankings you won't even believe
1: it you can't stop me <laughs> oh man he he might be the college version of Bob Sanders but I hope not because he's he's a hell of a player
0: there we go. Anybody maybe
1: pull up and maybe pull up Bob Sanders career. Do you just, just Bob Sanders has the most fascinating career of all time or not? Maybe all time, but it's up there. Rookie season. And for those that there might be kids young enough listening to this show that don't even like didn't even watch Bob Sanders play.
0: Yeah. If that's this you, is... pause the podcast. <laughs> go immediately watch Bob Sanders. highlights yes, because get... All of you need this in your
1: life. You need this in your life. So Bob Sanders was a second round pick in the 2004 NFL draft for the Colts. He was taking 44th overall rookie season. He only plays in six games. Uh, he probably got hurt that year, 2005. He's first team, all pro 14 games, an interception. He's just all over the field, making crazy tackles. And then the year after that, 2006, he only plays four games. He, he's totally injured again, totally banged up 2007. He's all pro again. Defensive player of the year. Defensive
0: player of the year.
1: Defensive player of the year. He plays 15 games. He has two picks. Breaks up six passes. I mean, he's just blowing up every single play around him. The dude is a madman. It was awesome. It was freaking awesome to watch. Yeah. And then Bob Sanders. In the next four years, only played in 11 games. So. um, It's a it's a sad NFL story. But these guys at the safety position that are not the biggest in the world that run around like Palomalu that we love, it just it catches up to them. And it's so, it's so tough, man, because it's our favorite. Kind. Me and you have liked Catalan for three years, literally, Trevor, mm-hmm. three years you and I have liked Jalen Catalan. Mm-hmm. but this it's in the nature of the game and i always whenever a safety comes out like this or a db i just always think of bob sanders and now i feel old
0: and now like, i feel like, sad if, we, if you guys like are sad <laughs> too if we get some sad boys in the chat please no okay but um yeah let us know what you think of these safety rankings let us know what you thought of my rankings of connor's rankings or of players that we didn't have in our top five or that we didn't mention at all. There's a handful of other guys that we watched here that we just didn't have time to get to for the safety episode. We're going to talk about a lot of these players, though, when we get to the big board episode, which is going to be coming to you guys not next Monday because we're giving the summer scouting episodes a little bit of time to breathe. We got a little bit of busy work as we're kind of getting into college football season. We got to get in the lab. We do have to get in the lab because we've got to finalize our big boards so that we can have an official combined NFL SE preseason top 50 for y'all next Thursday. So not this coming Thursday, not the 24th of August the 31st of august we will have an episode for you guys and that will be the thursday of week one of the college football season so that'll be a great way for you guys to have that big board for you guys to reference it throughout the college football season if you want and then man we're going to hit the ground running after that because the next week is week one of the nfl which means on september 4th we're going to be giving you our preseason first nflse 2024 mock draft. So we're going, we're going to big board that Thursday mock draft that Wednesday. Y'all better be ready for it. Um, yeah, Get your ears then.
1: well-oiled, ready to roll. Is that something, does that work? I mean, I guess it can work. <laughs> sure.
0: Uh, we appreciate everybody uh, listening and watching the entire summer scouting series. This is a ton of fun for us to do. I think that if you guys have, have watched the whole thing, you've heard us say a couple of times now, this is the most prospects i have certainly watched
1: heading into a season same, is that the same dude. for you oh my god not even, it's yeah i used to always tell people it because i was like what do you do after the draft and i was like ah, i kind of recap the draft for the first half of may and then i try to breathe for two weeks and then sometime in between vacationing and you know june and july I'll, I'll watch you know 50 to 100 of the best players the draft that you gotta know right i mean we're not even in that stratosphere anymore i mean we're we're easily over 150 guys come easily. on Easily, Easily, so um,
0: yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun getting to go over that. I'm gonna have my big board because it's one thing to have these little differences of opinions when it comes to like positional rankings because a lot of times we'll see you guys, you know, the same way. She's okay. I think he's got higher of a ceiling. I think this guy's a little bit more uh, consistent. I'll have him at number five. Connor will have him at like number three or whatever it is. When you get to a big board, that's when we have some real fun. Like right yeah. last year's when I had Isaiah Foskey at eleven.
1: to it's start a great the war.
0: And Connor, <laughs> your reaction to me having Foskey at eleven, and then we just had this shouting match. I was like, "Who else are you going to put there? You're like, you don't, you don't have him. Me. What do you mean?" <laughs> so don't oh, miss out man. on great moments like that. That's going to be coming for you on Thursday. <laughs>
1: The best part is, in all of it, you had him, I guess, 11. I didn't have him in the top 50. Yeah. And he goes 40th in the draft, which is probably right in the middle of where we both had him. <laughs> like, literally right in the middle. Oh, man. Uh,
0: no, it's going to be classic moments. It's gonna. You guys don't want to miss it. Again, that's coming next Thursday. Um, in between now and then, we would love to hear from you guys because we are putting together our regular season schedule. We're going back to two podcasts a week. So we're going to be talking about – When we want to go live with those um, and the things that we're going to talk about, we've already talked about like, okay, we're going to keep tabs on some of the rookies. We're going to devote a segment to that during the week. We definitely want to do that. You guys seem to be excited about that, but let us know what else you want to see from this channel. Like we've got a lot of flexibility here and and we'll try to make it happen. Like if you guys are like, we would love episodes like Sunday night, immediately afterwards, early Monday morning for the first, for the first episode of the week, we could try to do that. Um, And then those mid to late week pods, We're always wondering what you guys want to hear. Do you want look-ahead stuff? Do you want recap stuff? Do you want more college football stuff? Do you want more NFL stuff? So please let us know. We're all ears. This is obviously y'all's podcast just as much as it is ours we always want it to be a really cool conversation and a community for you guys to get in of course the best way to do that youtube.com backslash at nfl stock exchange get in on the comments we'll be reading all of those so we can see it there if you're audio only hit us up on uh twitter on sorry x on uh, instagram whatever fire off your ideas there of the things that you would like to see during the season at tampa bay tray at connor j rogers that is the way to do that connor you got anything else before we get out of here
1: Summed it up quite well, my friend. We are um, that time of year where we get to debut our consensus board. We get to do the first mock. And then before you know it, we're talking about college football player movement every single week of the season. It's going to be a blast, man. I'm excited. We're really logging on to ultimate and just seeing like, what, what is Ivan Pace doing with a 98.7 grade and had 14 pressures? <laughs> like, then you click the film
0: and you go, oh, he's murdering people he's on the football field. Everybody. That's exactly what he's doing. I'm That's excited about it. We
1: are really going to truly pedal to the metal
0: once next Thursday gets here. So y'all better subscribe. Y'all better get in on it now because it's going to be a fun football season. I'm Trevor Sycamore. That is Connor Rogers. Thank you guys so much for listening to the NFL Stock Exchange podcast. We'll see you next time.